This is the Morning Dota Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Morning Donut Podcast. I'm Juan, and with me, I'm our co-hosts, Carlos and Danny. What's up, fellas? How you feeling today? Good morning. What's How you happening? doing? Doing pretty good. Not too bad. Nice weather this weekend, huh? Yeah, it's been nice. Very nice. I finally got out of the house, so maybe we'll yeah, talk didn't about even, that. Didn't even have to run the uh, the AC too much. It was very nice out this weekend. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, in this week's episode, we're going to talk, um, talk about when it'll be safe to go back to the movie theaters again and what movie theaters will be like after that uh we'll also mm-hmm. be talking some movie trailers that caught our attention this week and as always you can find the timestamps in the show notes so feel free to jump around if you feel like it hey guys did somebody say free donuts this past friday I, apparently i didn't get any free donuts though i missed mine as well yeah, <laughs> yeah this past friday was national donut day mm. so it got me the, thinking the like, treat uh, the treat we're named after <laughs> uh, exactly right like we should have recorded <laughs> on friday did a live t- twitch stream or youtube stream you just know? eating donuts that would have been pretty just you know what you really dropped the ball that would have been a good idea that would have been Wait, thanks for letting us know and what would have been your donut well, of choice my donut of choice would be the glazed bow tie mm, yeah glazed bo- I, those are i can good. go with that oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah glazed bow tie from munster donuts out here in munster indiana not too far from us yeah, that stuff is really good. I like their donuts a lot. Um, I'm, I'm a very simple donut person. I, I like either plain cake donuts or a plain glazed donut. And that bow tie one you're talking about, it's like huge. And I've had it before. And yeah. it's probably one of my favorites from there because it is just like a simple like glazed donut. And it's it's so delicious. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they do make a sugared version of it, too, which is also very yep, good. I've had I've had both. And they're both damn good. What about you, Danny? Boston cream. What? Boston cream. Ooh, hard no. <laughs> hard pass on Boston really? cream. Oh, gross. <laughs> anything with... I don't like any kind of custard filling in anything. It's just it's a no-go. <laughs> <laughs> we don't judge here, though. <laughs> so you, you don't like custard filling I guess treats. Some probably don't consider that a donut, I guess. But I don't know. Oh, no. It's definitely a donut. It's <laughs> just personal preference. I don't like... I don't like like any kind of cream-filled anything unless it's like whipped cream i don't i'm not i'm not really big on like custards and stuff like that like even even with like cupcakes people look at me so strange all the time i'll take all the frosting off of the cupcake and just eat the actual cupcake and people look at me like i just you know killed a family of seven when when i do that (laughs) and i just i don't i just like cake like (laughs) i don't care for buttercream or any of that stuff it's too sweet i I don't really like it but it's just me Mm mm-hmm Oh, well, maybe next year we can do a special, you know, show on uh, National Donut Day. Yeah, that'd be nice. All right, so let's get into it. Um, got a couple of follow-ups on the uh, HBO Max from last week's episode. Uh, there was a interview that The Verge did, a very in-depth interview they did with uh, Tony Gonzalez. Um, and a couple of points that interested me or that I'd like to talk about are the uh, the 4K and Dolby Vision, Carlos, mm-hmm. your favorite topics. I don't even have uh, this update. What do you got for us? Um, so he says that it was on the road. It was the 4K and Dolby are on the roadmap, but but they weren't prioritized for the launch. I know anyone can see. I know no one can see me right now, but I'm I'm hardcore shaking my head in disappointment. <laughs> it's just like, come on, yeah, how is that so not a priority? It, yeah, I mean, how long has HBO Max been in development? You know, it should have been 
you know, not not on top of the list, but at least somewhere in the middle. It should be a standard. That that's that's like the point. The point is that it should just be the standard. It shouldn't have to be something you have to roll out special. Like that should already be there, day yeah. one. It's you know, it's not like it's a, a brand new technology that's hard to to roll out. Like you have it. Even your other streaming service has it with uh, uh, the DC universe. That it has it there. Like yeah. you already have it. So it's not like it's something that you can't just implement. So I don't know. I just kind of felt like, you know, if that's not a priority, it's just, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, he says it's on the roadmap, so and there was no definitive date given on when when mm. it would actually happen. But yeah, at least well, the, fact that it, yeah, the fact that it's on the roadmap makes me very happy because, again, I do like the service. They got awesome stuff on it and it's just the way I like to see it. So that's cool. Um, th- that makes me happy. Yeah. Uh, another thing that interested me in that interview was the uh, the no data caps for HBO Max for AT&T subscribers. Mm, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of a, I don't want to say controversial topic, but, you know, with net neutrality gone and, and stuff like that, it, it kind of makes you think that, is it fair that HBO Max doesn't count towards the data limit on subscribers of AT&T and, mm-hmm. and, and somehow Netflix might and, you know. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it goes to the net neutrality thing. You know, I, you know, I think that you should, that you should keep all uh, data traffic the same because again, you're paying for the connection and anything that comes across that connection should be treated the exact same way. Um, but you know, in this particular instance, you know, if that, if that connection is coming from the same company that also owns the streaming service, you know, there's, there's nothing to stop them from like just from a business perspective to just like, yeah, well, that's we're just going to do that and, you know, put a bow tie on it to make it seem like a bonus where like, hey, if your home Internet from AT&T doesn't have uh, an unlimited data cap, uh, then at the very least, all of your HBO streaming data doesn't count. So, I mean, it's it's not the it's not the worst thing in the world, to be honest. But, yeah, I, I do think that it's everything should be. Considered well, I, I think data caps in general shouldn't be a thing. So let's start there. Is that mm-hmm. you know you don't clearly you don't need uh, data cap. We talked about this you know, a few episodes ago where yep. you know there's so much data being used because everyone's at home still. I mean, people stuff starting to open up now, but uh, you know, internet traffic has been very very high over the past few months because everyone's using it more, and it's not a problem. Like everything, everything and everyone can handle it. So data caps are obviously just a, a way to, you know, squeeze a little bit more out of your subscribers. Again, you know, it's a business, I understand. Uh, but, you know, data caps as a whole, I think, are more of the issue and not not the fact that they're saying HBO data doesn't count. You know, the, the problem is bigger than that. And, you know, that's data caps in general should be not there. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, like you said, we talked about it before. And I mean, it's. I think it's obvious that they shouldn't be there anymore, given yeah, work at home and all that. It's like they, why did they exist in the first place? And you know that's probably a business decision. And but yeah, they they should not be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do believe that data caps were were initially probably put there uh, for the right reasons because it is expensive to you know to maintain a high speed broadband networks and you do it does require people to to uh, keep that up and. Being able to service everyone, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure at, in the beginning, maybe with the infrastructure rollout, you know, that there's a high cost to that for the for whatever ISP is is rolling out the infrastructure. You, you have to get your money back. Uh, but 
I think now I think the technology is is to a point where it's it's very inexpensive to operate and maintain. And so I think now you're you're at a place where, you know, you don't have to do that to your customers anymore. Yep. Just remember uh free nights and weekends. So Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exact same thing, right? Think <laughs> yeah. about Think about your free nights and weekends with your cell phone, you know, back in the early 2000s. And that was a, a big feature because it did cost a lot of of resources to, to to send a call from one place to the other. So you got charge minutes and then on the nights and weekends go nuts. But, yeah. you know, as and again, uh, cellular providers, as that became more efficient and cheaper, then all that went out the window. And they're like, well, it's it's unlimited now. You don't have to worry about it. And data soon followed as well. But that also took a long time. Right. Yep. And it kind of went yep. back and forth because I know Unlimited mm-hmm. came in, then everyone took away Unlimited, and then, then yep. one carrier brought it back, so then everybody else brought it back, and it just... Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, then we, and then we used to get charged, or we were limited on text messages way, like very beginning yes. of yes. cell oh, phones. Yeah. I remember having a text that, so. package. Yep. Having a text yep. package, you got, you know, 1,000 texts or whatever it was, and it was like 10 cents every other text past that. I was like, it's crazy, like just thinking about that now it's you know that's such a number one you know sms is such an archaic technology that people still use you know to this day right and it's it eventually get replaced it's it's on its way out as of right now but yeah a bucket of text bucket of minutes and you know it, the funny thing is like like danny just said back then the data was unlimited because not everyone really had smartphones so they just yep. wanted you to get a data connection on your BlackBerry or whatever it was that you had back then. And and they, they it was unlimited because you couldn't do much with it anyway. And then once we got into, uh, you know, 4G technology and people's doing a lot of video streaming and that's where they're like, OK, this is actually expensive to maintain on the network. Let's get away from unlimited. And then it got cheaper again. And then they brought it back by popular demand. I'm glad it is because it is it's, you know, everyone has unlimited now as far as uh, mobile data goes. And um, it's pretty great. You don't got to worry about it. Yep. Yeah. Mm. I think we just kind of aged ourselves for the audience, too. So that's fine. They already knew. (laughs) They already knew. (laughs) But yeah, just really quick. I think that ISPs for for home Internet will eventually uh, go that same route where they're going to eventually get enough from their customers. Like, all right, we. It's cheap for us to do it, you know, do the right thing with with ISPs and because competition is high. So you want to keep your customers happy. So hopefully it moves in that direction and continues to move in that direction. We'll see. Yep. Um, So when was the last time either of you were at the movies, like an actual movie theater? Star Wars. That was the last movie I saw. Yeah, that was me and you, Danny. Yep. Yeah, that was the last one I saw, too. It was me and you. Mm, for me, it was March. So it was right before lockdown. We went to go see uh, Invisible Man. So we actually okay. saw that. Like It was like the first week of March. And then a f- couple days after that, we went to go see a, a special screening of the My Hero Academia movie, which is an animated. Uh, it's an anime series, but they have a couple of like feature films. And they typically do like special releases in theaters only for like a couple of weeks. And so we had got tickets for that in advance. And that was the actually last movie. Um, But they were right next to each other. We went to go see My Hero. And then right before that was Invisible Man. And that was, I want to say it was the first, maybe the second week of March. And then right after that, done. Well, it looks like there might be a 
you know, light at the end of the tunnel as far as that goes. Uh, looking at July 1st for a lot of movie theaters to open up. And, it, and it, mm. there was a story that came out about AMC. Because, you know, AMC has been talking about bankruptcy even, you know, since the beginning of quarantine and the shutdown. Um, they're expecting that they might possibly lose $2.1 to $2.4 billion from the Since the lockdown? Shutdown, Oof. yes. Wow. Man, yes. that's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. And so what they're... Ex- Expecting is, you know, according to, so check this out, NATO, not NATO, NATO, but the National Association of Theaters. <laughs> okay, I thought you meant like, whoa, what you, NATO's involved? Well, what's going yeah. on? <laughs> okay, thanks for clearing that up. The, yeah. yeah, 90% of the country's movie theaters will be open by July. Now, what does that entail or how mm. does that look? Because a lot of the theaters are going to, you know, follow CDC guidelines. Um, I mean, does that even help? amc or the other movie theaters like regal and marcus you know does that help them bounce back because if they're following cdc guidelines you know i, I know right now it's 25 percent capacity and i don't know what it'll be for movie theaters but i mean movie theaters make a lot on a lot of their money on concessions mm. bring back the driving so yeah, I mean, yeah and that, i mean that's that's another thing people have been talking about is the driving but it's like what is a movie experience going to be like no now yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, back to what you said about, you know, they're making their money off of concession. I mean, uh, uh, all of their money is is concession. I mean, I don't I don't know what they get from the actual movie ticket sale, but the the vast majority of that goes to the, the actual studio that makes the movie. Um, so they don't really get a big cut of that. I'm sure they get something because they're they're the ones hosting the movie for the studios and all that. But yeah, all their money is, is concession. That's why every single movie theater now you know, they invested in, um, you know, putting more comfortable seats, uh, offering actual food, not just, you know, popcorn and some drinks. You know, you can get real food. You can get like, a you know, pizzas, yeah. like gourmet brick oven pizzas. Yep. You can get a bunch of food. food yeah. Now. yeah, you get restaurant quality food. And some of them, they'll even bring it to you. So, you know, there's a few there where it's kind of like a service, a dinner and a movie kind of thing. Uh, pretty much every single theater around here. Uh, has a bar now because again when you're selling uh, alcoholic beverages that's I mean the profit on that is insane I mean you can buy a you know it's like a they'll sell you like a 20 ounce beer for like 12 bucks I mean it's expensive so you know you're they're making all of their money off of that um, and then with them being closed right now I mean I'm pretty sure they still have you know rent to pay on all the buildings that they're in I mean they're I mean movie theaters are huge buildings. And real estate yep. isn't isn't cheap, right? So, I mean, I'm sure there might be a few instances where maybe AMC owns the building that they're in, but a lot of times that's not the case, right? They're probably leasing the land or leasing the building that they're in, and you know they got to keep paying that, and that's a lot of money. I know for a while the theater yeah. here had curbside; you can pick up popcorn and also what? Really, that's interesting. Yeah. So you can go and just do curbside concession and then take it home, like the popcorn, right? That's, oh that's wow. What <laughs> Were they doing any like, like a like a watch in like a watch party or anything with that, or was it just you come pick it up and that this was, was it? early when I when I when I noticed, when I heard about that noticed it. I mean, cars were lining up. Do you know what car. theater it was? Yeah, the one um, Marcus. Oh, it was Mar- It was a Marcus. I wonder if they were doing that at all of their locations. I had never heard know. of that. That's it's yeah. not a bad idea, right? Everyone else is doing curbside, so that why was not early, come get some yeah, popcorn. That was early on. I, I think it kind of faded away. I mean, I think that was. I know early on they were doing that. The f- yeah, I don't know. That, I, that's kind of a hard sell to be like, yeah, I'm going to go just pick up popcorn and then come back home. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. 
if it's that good, I guess. I don't know, you know. <laughs> right, right. I mean, it's... But I wonder if they were doing carryout, too, for their... Because they had that, that restaurant in there. So, I don't know. Yeah, I know, I know that the the Marcus... Well, most of the market, just just kind of like AMC as well, they have they got a full-blown restaurant in there, man. Right. They have, you know, they, they have pretty good food, too. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, another little tidbit about that, you know, especially for me and Carlos, is that Warner Brothers needs at least 80% of theaters to be up and running so they can release Tenet. Yeah, yeah. So Everyone's let's hope that. banking on that, right? Everyone's banking yeah. on that release. Uh, as far as the rest of Hollywood, you know, like how is this going to do and, you know, what are we, uh, you know, are, are we going to keep pushing movies back or are we going to go ahead and release them in theaters? And I think most uh, most of Hollywood in general is watching that movie uh, to see what it does. Yeah, I mean, it looks like that might be the only uh, summer blockbuster this year. I don't think they're, I haven't seen anything else on tap that, you know, that still has a firm date. But, I mean, are they going to start releasing? I mean, once they get a better feel for it and the box office numbers start to go up, are they going to just, like, load us with all kinds of movies? Or are they going to just take their time still, you know? Yeah, I, that's really hard to say. But I think we we do have a, a movie that I just recently learned about yesterday. I think we're, we'll get into it here in a second. But um, there's a movie coming, a Russell Crowe movie coming out that has a hard uh, date on it still of july 1st yeah so yeah um danny you said you you mentioned drive-ins right yes so drive-in theaters you know some of them have made a comeback but seems like a lot of like a lot of places are kind of um i think if they i think they're making money because i mean i don't know if it'll sustain or if it's just a novelty because of the whole social distancing you can you know just go watch a movie in your car and i don't know if drive-ins will last I know there was some. They, were, they opened up a few, and they were making me. But um, well, they they are they do cost less to operate, you know. And but they're mostly in rural areas. Right. So I mean, you're not gonna find. You might find one or two maybe in a large city like if like that, ours. Yeah. And you're not gonna yeah, have many like, planes because it's um, gonna be at night only. I mean, obviously you can't go see a movie during the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the summertime, that's even even later, right? It doesn't get dark until you know nine o'clock sometimes. And, exactly. You know. You have to hit to a certain level of darkness before. And again, if, if you're out in, in, a, in a rural area anyway, you know, you have less light pollution just in general, but it still has to be dark enough that it's going to look good. Right. Yep. Yeah. But, but I mean, that- as far as a, the novelty thing of it, though, I think it's cool. Like I, I haven't been to I don't think I've been to a drive in, you know, since I've been an adult, to be honest, like it's been a very mm-hmm. long time. Um, and it's a cool experience, it right? I mean, it it, it's uh, it it is, but it, it is like you said, it's a little bit more. It's a little bit of a novelty, like it's not the kind of movie going experience that you know I would personally look for. But it is it is fun, especially right now. Like if there was one close by, I would have definitely already gone. But we don't have any that are within reasonable driving distance. Because I know the last. I mean, last time I went to one, many you know many years ago, you had to get out of your car, go to a concession stand, and come back. But I'm sure now mm-hmm. you can just order. To your vehicle, oh, yeah. and they'll bring it out to yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I'm Which sure. I'm cool. sure that'll. The, yeah, I'm sure that would all change. You know, maybe even get an Uber Eats. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, every spot that you're parked that has a number, so you just you know they probably have an app. Yeah, a local app. Just Uber. Just, just you could yeah either an app for themselves or like you said, uh, get an Uber Eats or a DoorDash. Like, hey, I'm in spot number sixty-eight. Bring my food. <laughs> yeah. So would you guys? That would be interesting. If you did go to a drive-in, would you guys go and see uh, like a new release, or would you just go and see maybe something that's that's already out, or you know? 
I know you. If that's my only choice, I mean, if it, yeah. obviously, I mean, depends on the movie you want to see in the theater. But I mean, if your only option is a drive-in, I mean, I've, but after July first, sounds like that's not gonna be your only option. Um, it depends. It depends on what. Yeah, yeah. we know. It would also depend on the movie too. Yeah, so, yeah, because there's no 4K or Dolby, so. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, that's good. That's very lo-fi in there. I don't even know how the how you pump the audio into the car. Like it's like I said, it's been so long. You tune into. I'm not a, even sure well, how that works. Well, before you would before you would have to. There's a speaker in, at every spot, right? And you and you bring that uh-huh. speaker into your car. But now, I mean, now you uh-huh. tune into the. Now you tune into a certain frequency on your radio. Okay. All right. So yeah. at least you can get some of your car audio, which is if at least it's halfway decent enough. Yeah, I think you have some surround sound, but yeah. it's still I'm assuming it's still probably like over an AM or FM frequency. So either way, it's not <laughs> it's not it's not going to be anything like amazing. Right. No, no again, at that the point, novelty of it. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It, yeah. One little one side note on that. Um, how we were talking about cost less to operate the drive ins. Uh, a 4K projector can cost them up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So I don't. I wouldn't see that being Oof. a wise business decision on their end. That thing would have to be I wonder what that bright. compares. Oh yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Right. I wonder what that even compares to a standard movie theater projector because I'm sure those aren't cheap either. But two hundred fifty grand per man. Yeah. Yeah, and so, imagine and if you're you, a drive-in that's got you know three to four screens. I mean, you're 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 over a million in just your projector. Yeah, and I, I don't even know what size their screens are. Are they four by three or? I don't know. I mean, I think they were they mainly designed for a, a different aspect ratio from older older movies. So yeah. again, I, I, I'm not sure what they're at today. But yeah, they they might be a totally different, you know, more boxy kind of screen. Yeah. Well, at least you know we can look forward to at least going back to the movies. However, that's going to end up being that movie Unhinged that you mentioned, Carlos. That's a Kind of makes you think twice about Road Rage, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. <clears throat> I've never heard of this movie before uh, until literally last night. Uh, I was I was speaking of things coming back. You know, I was watching the, you know, the, U- uh, the UFC fight last night, uh, which is still really weird. I don't know if you guys have seen any of the of the live UFC events that have kicked off over the past, like, six weeks. We've had a they've had a handful of them now. It's real strange because they have it without, you know, they have the fights without. Uh, any anyone in the audience right it's just the fighters their corners you know the uh, the announcement people and that's pretty much it there's no actual audience and it's weird because you hear everything normally stuff is kind of you know it's blocked out by by the crowd noise so you hear like the punches more uh the fighters can even hear the commentators more which is really interesting that's an interesting dynamic because sometimes the the commentators will say something joe rogan will say something and they'll hear it the fighters will hear it it's crazy so it's it's kind of a weird thing but but anyway i was watching it last night and they were heavily promoting this unhinged movie. And I'm like, what the hell is this? I've never heard of it. And so I just looked it up today, this morning, and there it is. A brand new Russell Crowe movie with a, a hard release date of July 1st in theaters. And uh, and this movie looks real strange. It's uh, just real quick recap <laughs> of the of the theater, of the trailer. It's uh, pretty much a, a road rage story, right? Like, you know, someone honks at... And Russell Crowe's character and he catches up to them and, you know, he gives them an opportunity to apologize. And the the lady is like, no. And she, you know, she could have probably de-escalated that a little better, in my opinion. But then there wouldn't be a movie. <clears throat> and so, <laughs> yeah. so she's like real spicy about it. And then it just spins out of control from there. But it looks kind of kind of frightening uh, because it's a very real thing. Like, you never know 
when you can just piss somebody off on the road and they react this way. So like like I'll link the trailer in the show notes if you want to go check it out if you haven't seen it yet, but uh it's it's interesting. <laughs> Did you guys see it too? The trailer, yeah. It it's uh yeah, kind of makes you think twice next time you get upset at someone or honk at someone. It, uh... <laughs> yeah. Well, what 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 was funny to me though is when he talks about the uh the courteous beep. Right, he's explaining to the kid in the yeah. car. He's like this is what uh, a courteous beep is. But I don't know if I can do a courteous beep in my car. Because when I try to just tap it, like, it doesn't beep. Like, I have to push it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, but, you know, I don't... Yeah, but she but really, she even, really laid into yeah. that. She really laid she into was, that. Yeah, really she lay was laying into her horn where even if your car doesn't do it, you can still do it in, like, little spurts, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. you can give it a hard push, but only a couple. Beep, beep. And then keep it moving, right? And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I, I read a little bit of the the synopsis of the movie... And it really just talks about what you see in the trailer, um, and, and I guess the uh, you know the the woman in the in the in the trailer is uh, she's I guess she's like late for work, and that's why she's also in a bad mood. So that kind of escalates and compounds everything. And uh, in my opinion, they gave a, a lot away in the th- in the trailer. The kind of you know the whole story, yeah. Uh, unless there's a lot of like plot twists that we don't know what's you know we don't know why Russell Crowe is the way he is. It sounds like he's having marriage issues because there's a shot where they show his wedding ring and who knows but they kind of gave you everything uh, but it was still intriguing enough that i was like I, i'll definitely still watch that it's funny you say that because after i saw the trailer i felt like i felt like i just saw the whole movie in in, in, in oh, three yeah. minutes <laughs> yeah <laughs> they told it was the a two story. and a half minute two and a half minute movie you're like oh, okay i get it <laughs> so Again, you know, so maybe they're doing that because they want it to they want you to know what you're going into. And maybe they'll think you'll still go see it in the theater, no less. Um, but, you know, it's also Russell Crowe. And, you know, his name will bring will bring some uh, will bring some weight still. Um, but, you know, this is a it's a fairly uh, low budget movie, like relatively speaking. It's like a thirty three million dollar budget movie, uh, which is also probably why they're OK with taking a gamble on releasing it in theaters because even if it makes no money you know they can probably still get that budget back even from like video on demand after the fact right so people will probably yeah. still uh either pay to rent it or they'll buy it digitally and whatever you get from the box office as well so uh, low budget movies like that i think you'll see a lot of studios you know being a little bit more you know not so scared of, of rolling the dice on what it's going to do in the theaters it almost felt like a Quibi, a Quibi clip or a Quibi movie. I mean, it's like, <laughs> there you go, 10 minutes and you're done. That's it. Kind of reminded me of that uh, old Michael Douglas movie, Falling Down. You remember that? Yeah, it's exactly what it reminded me of, oh, just yeah, modern right. day. Yeah. And But that movie was wild. I, I love that movie. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was another uh, movie you told us about, Carlos. What was it? Uh, Becky or oh, something? Oh, man. Uh, Becky with, um, uh, what's his face? Um Kevin James. Kevin James, yeah, which is funny because I've never seen Kevin James in a non-comedic role, unless I missed it somewhere. You know, he's he typically does comedy stuff, and in this movie, like, no, like he plays like a, a criminal, like neo-Nazi, like they show him with like a swastika tattooed on his head and stuff, and he goes and terrorizes this family at like a vacation lake house from from the looks of it. Uh, but apparently, the the little girl in uh in the movie lulu wilson who is uh she's from she was in haunting on hill house she was in one of the annabelle movies she's pretty good uh she 
is like a murderous Kevin McAllister <laughs> where she's like <laughs> setting up these traps and and it looks crazy gory and like super violent, like over the top violent. Uh, and so I, as soon as I, I'm just like, this is wild. I, I already downloaded it. I, I bought it earlier today because it did release this past Friday on video on demand. It went straight there, but I haven't seen it yet. So I'll give you guys a, a recap next week of what I think. But uh, it's strange. Did you guys watch the trailer at all? No, I have not had a chance. Yeah, I, I got yeah, it. I watched it. It, it, it. Now that you said that about Kevin McAllister, that now that I think about it and put it all together, yeah, it does kind of remind you of a. Oh yeah, it's like Home Alone, real life. Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, because let's be real, Kevin McAllister is an absolute murderer. Like everything that he did to those dudes, they would have definitely died. So, <laughs> oh yeah, one hundred percent. This one just takes it a little. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, Kevin McAllister is putting like he's hitting people with paint buckets and putting nails through people's feet. Like literally, you see some of that in this trailer. Like it's crazy. Hmm. <laughs> so. So what's funny about you saying about Kevin James in there, um, from what I was reading earlier, looks like Simon Pegg was originally tapped to play that part. That would have been interesting too, right? Because again, I mean, I, I mean, even when he does serious stuff, he's still pretty comedic, right? Like I'm thinking of like the Mission Impossible movies, right? Like mm-hmm. he's still he's playing a serious role because he's 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 one of the agents and all of that, but he's still comedic. So uh, that'd be interesting, too. And, and I'm wondering how Kevin James is going to play this character in the first place. Is he going to do it in a comedic way? In the trailer, he looks super serious. Like, there's nothing funny about it from oh, what yeah. it looks like. Yeah. So th- that would have been an interesting uh, casting choice, too, with Simon Pegg. I like him. Let us know how that comes out next week. I got to check out the, yeah, man. the trailer. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I, I, like I said, check out the trailer, Danny, and I'll, I'll let you guys know what I think of, of the actual movie. I, I'll, I'll check it out maybe uh, sometime this week. Uh, we'll uh, we'll sit down and watch it, but it Sounds looks good. it looks interesting. Yeah, I mean, there hasn't been really that many trailers dropped, you know, in the past few weeks or even while quarantine. So, like I said earlier, it'll be interesting to see how the how the studios, you know, go with the movies opening up and yeah. what we get to see, and you know, how much longer we have to wait if they push up releases and stuff like that so it right, would be right. interesting few what, weeks to see what was the thing too about uh about amazon trying to buy amc i don't i didn't see the details but i saw you mention that to me uh, a couple of days ago what was that about yeah well i mean that was just talk i mean it's okay. you know okay. everybody's always every time somebody's gonna go bankrupt or out of business it's always well amazon should buy them you know and and right. it would be it would be pretty interesting if amazon bought amc because you know, they would be able to release a lot of their movies and their in-house movies in the theaters. And, yeah, you know, definitely. You know, and it, and it gives them another stream of revenue. And But, you know, it's then you got the bad side of it. You know, is, are they going to start, close, you know, taking over Regal and Marcus, which aren't really that big? Yeah, you, know? you have a lot of those smaller. They're still chains, right? Like I know, like here, for yeah. example, there's one. Uh, that that we love to go to me and Brittany love to go to it's called imagine and i love them they're awesome they're they're the theaters are super nice uh they have they have a nice bar they have really good food the the they're comfortable it's nice and clean it's just a, a very nice uh theater experience and they're also pretty small they're only like in a handful of cities uh but uh yeah you're right i mean i can see a, a bigger company trying to buy up all of the other smaller ones and then you're going to end up having you know, like a Disney situation with movie theaters where only one company owns all of them. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, but, like, but then, 
Then you got to look at the convenience, though, too, because then, you know, does it become part of Amazon Prime where you get to go to one movie every month yeah. kind of deal? So yeah. you got to, you know, you got to weigh the options and, it, you know, that's... Yeah, I do. I, I would foresee less less negative less negative uh, backlash from it just from like a consumer perspective, because, mm-hmm. you know, go back to the Disney example. You know, people were worried about Disney owning too much and then that's going to stop like creativity in terms of movie making and things like that. Because if one company owns everything, then they have less of an incentive to kind of create new stuff and because they control everything anyway. Uh, But with movie theaters, that's not the case, right? If anything, it would be a little bit easier from a consumer standpoint if everything was the same theater. Maybe you have a single, you know, reward card now instead of having a bunch of them or you know, you can, like you said, have a monthly thing. AMC has a monthly thing now, right? The ape, the, what is it? The ape, the a list premiere, whatever it's called, where mm-hmm. you pay that 20 bucks a month that you can see, what is it like three movies a week? I forgot what the details are, but it's kind of like an all you can eat type of thing with going to the movies. So if it was all one company, it would be easier for you to invest in something like that. If you're a, a, a frequent movie goer. So, you know, it, it, it could, it could be a, a benefit, but you know, you have to think about the people that that impacts as, as far as like employment ship and, you know, are people going to do people get fired when something like that happens? So that would be the bad side of it. But um, from the consumer side, I, I can see that being uh, more positive than negative. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it you know, just got to outweigh the pros and the cons, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I think, like you said, that as far as the consumer it would probably benefit us more than than anybody else. Right. Right. Yeah. But. All right, that wraps this episode up, guys. You got any uh, final words or anything? Probably the only thing is, you know, there, we know there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now, and um, we know that, you know, kind of listening to a, a goofy podcast about nerd stuff is probably <laughs> probably very, isn't very high in anyone's uh, priority lists. Um, but if you are here and you made it this far, you know, we obviously appreciate you, uh, you know, you hanging out with us, and you know, we here, you know, we we 100 support you know, the, the movement and the, the fight that the black community is going through. And, uh, we encourage everyone else to, to, to do the same, right. And, you know, be open to educating yourself and, you know, learning what's, uh, what's going on and learning different people's, uh, perspectives and experiences that aren't the same as yours and just love each other, man. That's, that's it. Just love each other. Well said. All right. Don't forget to subscribe so you're alerted when new episodes go live. And please be sure to provide us any feedback. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it would really mean a lot to us if you would drop us a review. Not please just do. rate us. Just give us a review. It could be yeah. a one word. It could be a paragraph, a story about, you know, how Danny still hasn't watched Green Lantern. You know, stuff yeah. like that. Even you know, if we want to hear like, about it. Yeah, even if it's like that Carlos dude talks too much, tell him to shut up. Like, even if it's that, write it. Go ahead. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, it really does help us out with uh, with some engagement. And and then, of course, it also lets us know what you actually think. So, you know, feel free to, to, to let your mind spill down there. Let us know what you think. Yeah, and if you have any ideas, stuff you want us to talk about, just, you know, drop it in there. Hit us up on uh, Instagram as well at Morning Donut Podcast on Snapchat and Twitter at Morning Donut Pod. Uh, we've also been post. We're going to start posting our podcast on YouTube in the audio version with plans, mm-hmm. hopefully in the near future, to do a video version so you can see us in person, see what we look like. You know, I'll probably have to get that Morning Donut Pod podcast cut out in my hair, my hair, my next haircut. You know, like you guys were talking about last time. 
Shout out to Magic, uh, who's our barber. We uh, he'll, Magic, he, he'll yep. definitely he'll definitely be able to do that for you. I might I might even join in on that. Right, get a little get the little donut man on the bike right in the back on the side of my head. We'll do that. Yep, yep. <laughs> Carlos will drop the link to the uh, YouTube in the show notes. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, and that's it for this week's episode. Next week we're gonna hopefully talk about virtual reality. Carlos, is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, maybe. I think we it's gonna be it's something that we've been wanting to get to. There's been a lot of a lot of uh, new exciting things happening with you know with home VR, and uh, there was also a pretty cool uh, mass VR experience that that me and Brittany enjoyed prior to the lockdown. Um, so it was a lot of fun, and it might be something that we'll dive into, so you guys can uh, can check that out. And um, yeah, and I'll, I'll see if I can. Uh, you know, provide a, a non-spoiler review of Becky too, if I get to uh, check that out this week. Cool. Sounds good. All right. From all of us here at the show, please remember to be safe, stay healthy, take care of one another, and spread a little love when you go out in the world each day. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening, human.